the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're talking about discover the personal God. Know God for yourself. Know God for yourself. Know your God for yourself. Means know God personally. Know your God personally. God is omniscient. It means that God is all-knowing, all-wise, all-seeing. But out of the 8 billion people on planet Earth, as of the current uh, population data, God knows you personally. Amen. Mm, 8 billion people. But God knows you personally. God knows your name. Knows your address. Knows your personal stuff. Even knows what you don't know about yourself. So there are things that you don't even know about yourself that God knows about you. God knows you personally and particularly. God knows you personally and particularly. And he loves you passionately. God knows you personally and particularly and loves you passionately. What that means is that God desires that you also know him personally and particularly and love him passionately. It's not, a, it's not just that God knows you personally and particularly and loves you passionately. He also wants you to know him personally and particularly and love him passionately. That's why he loves you passionately. That you will also love him passionately. He loved us first. And from his love, we love him. Amen. He gave to us first. And from his giving, we give him. Amen. God knows your pains. He knows your secret struggles. God knows your personal pain. He knows your secret struggles, your private pressures, and your internal irritations or agitation. Though your things, your personal things are private, personal things are private, and though no one knows about them, God knows, and he wants you to make them known to him, as if he doesn't know. Did you hear that? God knows those personal things that are private, private to you. And though no one knows them, God knows, and he wants you to make them known to him. If you don't make them known to him, he just looks on. He just waits. God just waits. Once you make them known to him and say, Lord, take care of them, then he takes care of them. Because if it just happens, you take it for granted. You take it that it's what? It's accidental. You take it that it's just one of those things that when you ask him and he steps in, then you know that is God. Then you know him personally. Amen. You can say, I call upon God. And he answered. Much more than God cares about your pain. He feels your pain. Much more than God cares about your pain. He feels your pain. Isaiah 63, 9 in the New Living Translation. In all their suffering, he also suffered. He's talking about God. In all their suffering, he also suffered and he personally rescued them in his love and mercy he redeemed them he lifted them up and carried them through all the years now this is more than sympathy 
and is even more than human empathy. This is divine empathy. Much more than sympathy and much more than human empathy. This is divine empathy. Cognitive, emotional, and passionate empathy. God feels our pain. You know, if somebody says, I feel your pain. Deep down within you, it's like, mm-hmm. But if God says he feels your pain, it's beyond human imagination. Just like if somebody says, I feel your pain, you can't even comprehend that. How can they feel my pain? But God feels your pain. God says, in their suffering, I suffered with them. Hmm. That's deep. Much more than God cares about your problem, it takes your problem personal. Much more than he cares about your problem, it takes it personal. It takes your problem personal as his own problem. God takes your personal problems personal. God takes your personal problems personal. How about that? Zechariah 2.8. 2.8b. Zechariah 2.8b says, For he who touches you, touches the apple of his eye. He who touches you, touches the apple of his eye. Isaiah 43, 1b says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you, have called you by your name. You are mine. You are mine. You are my property. You belong to me. You are my treasure. Anyone that comes to take you has come to take my treasure. And you know what will happen? Somebody comes to take your treasure. What will you do? You get up and now engage them. Somebody comes to take you. He has come to take God's treasure. And God will defend you. It takes a personal. Isaiah 43, 3 to 4 says, I'm the Lord your God, the only one of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Zebra in your place. Since you are precious in my sight, you have been honored and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. God says, I will give people up for your life. I put it to you raw. I will kill because of you. Hmm? Did you hear that? Amen. God says, I will kill because of you. If you read it in some other scriptures, you get it clearer. I mean, some other translations, you get it clearer. It says, I gave Egypt for your ransom. What did God do for his people to deliver them out of Egypt? He gave up Egypt for them, for their lives, to save them. They drowned in the Red Sea. Their things were destroyed to save them. You are his treasure. You are his people. So he will go to any length to save you. Whoever stands in the way gets the wrath of God. So the Lord says, since you are precious in my sight and you have been honored, I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. So the psalmist will pray this prayer in Psalm 17 verses 8 and 9. Keep me as the apple of your eye. He said, keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings from the wicked one who oppressed me from my deadly enemies who surround me. What does the apple of the eye mean? The phrase which was first used in the Bible comes from the Hebrew expression that literally means little man of the eye. And it refers to the tiny reflection of, of yourself that you can see in other people's pupils. To be the apple of someone's eye means that you are being gazed upon and watched closely by that person. Your very image is dancing in the eyes of that person, the little man of the eye. You know, have you ever seen that? When you see 
and reflection of yourself, an image of yourself in somebody's eye. Hmm? Have you ever seen that? That's what it means by the apple of the eye. And it means that whoever touches the apple of, of your eyes is touching something that is precious to you. Something that is cherished by you. So God says, you are the apple of my eyes. Whoever touches you, touches me personally. And I will defend myself. Again, God takes your personal problems personal. God takes your personal problems personal. God wants you to take his personal purpose personal. Mm-hmm. God wants you to take his personal purpose personal. God has agenda, you know. God has things he wants to do. Business that he wants to do. Things he wants to accomplish. So, when you engage yourself with God's personal purposes, it's a whole different thing. God takes your problem, his personal problem. Again, God wants you to take his personal purpose, personal, just as Jesus, our Savior, our eldest brother, will say, don't you know that I have to be about my father's business? I'm about my father's business. And he says in another place, the zeal of your house has consumed me. This zeal of your house has consumed me. Make God's business your business. But understand this. When you are persecuted concerning his purpose that you are about, he doesn't want you to take it personal. Mm. Did you hear that? When you are about his business, when you are about his purpose that you have taken personal, when you are persecuted because of that, he doesn't want you to take it personal. He rises up to defend you. Amen. Because if you take it personal, you put your emotions, you put your own feelings into it. Hmm? You get offended, you get angry, and you are not able to manage all of that. You're going to destroy things. Huh? Whereas God, he is able to manage his own emotions. He feels it. He has feelings too. He can manage his, his own emotions. So he says, don't worry. When they persecute you, don't feel offended. Isn't that something? Huh? Don't feel offended. Don't get offended. Because if you get offended, you're going to mess things up. Let me get offended. I will take care of it. I will take care of them. I will deal with them for you. He will take it personal. How many times God said to Moses, It's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. You remember when Israel wanted a king? Um, um, you can say Prophet Samuel. Prophet Samuel said, God is your king. But he said, we want a king. We want a king. We want a king. Prophet Samuel was already their what? Their leader. He was like their king. But by saying we want a king, they were saying, we don't want you anymore. In fact, he said, even your children, no, can't take over from you. So they were really speaking directly into him to aggravate him. And he was already, you know, getting offended. And God said, it's not you they have rejected, my dear friend. It's me. Don't take it personal. Very, very important that we don't take it personal when we get persecuted. Not even if. When we get persecuted because we are engaged in his business, in his personal business. He will get offended and deal with it. He's better able to deal with it. So don't take it personal. Amen. I hope you got that. Discover the personal God. God knows you and knows you personally. Know your God for yourself. Congregational or corporate worship doesn't make for personal worship. Congregational or corporate worship 
doesn't make for personal worship or doesn't make up for personal worship, doesn't replace personal worship, neither does personal worship make for congregational or corporate worship. Let me explain what I just said. Congregational or corporate worship doesn't make for personal worship, neither does personal worship make for congregational or corporate worship. It means that coming to church with other people to worship God is wonderful and is great. That's corporate worship. That's congregational worship. But that doesn't replace, that doesn't make for your own personal worship on your own at home by yourself, even without anybody around. And neither does personal worship time. Your own personal worship time. Oh, I worship God at home. I pray to God at home. You hear some people say that. Huh? They don't go to church. They just say, oh, I know God. I'm all saved. You know? Oh, I don't go to church. They are all a bunch of hypocrites. You need corporate worship. You need congregational worship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.